Eric Skeeters, the time has come. <laughs> yes, sir. Months, years in the making of this uh, random idea you had to have your own program. And then this group called Learfield says, hey, we like what you're working with. And said, hey, we want to put you on. Skeet, how did we get wow. to this moment hey. here today? I, honestly, Kev, it's, it's under... Because uh, how we met at a sports ministry event in Tampa, Florida. So shout out to Pastor Singletary and Huddle Touch. But obviously, it, it's, it's the grace of God. We're here. I mean, think about it. It was just an idea that, you know, I was trying to come up with some way to communicate to the masses. Um, and, you know, I'm an avid radio, being in coaching, avid radio listener. When I first started coaching, the talk radio. So the biggest things were, Howard Stern and Mike and Mike and people of that, and they had you, you know, Donnie Simpson and all the radio personalities, Tom Joyner, and who the comedians come out. But Mike and Mike took me through my career. So shout out to them, to Mike, uh, Mike and Mike. But getting here through coaching and meeting you and you doing the the outtakes and the videos and uh, being in coaching, being out of coaching, like that's man, it, it's a it's a journey that's so much that want to share and thoughts you know you look at people that are on these podcasts today the pandemic kind of opened up this new world of communication and it's great because you know not everybody's supposed to have their own tv show i say it all the time you know <laughs> the internet and social media gives everybody their own radio and tv show so i'm right. I'm, I'm now part of that world we're now part of that world but you know what I think we can give uh, to the masses a lot. It's, obviously, it's, it's, it's geared towards our listeners, our viewers, who are people who are interested in sports, life, because uh, we're going to take it through all sports. Obviously, college basketball coach for 30 years, but husband, father, man of God, former athlete, played lacrosse and basketball uh, in high school and in college. So two-sport athlete, uh, injured so, hey, hey, listen, we're going to touch it all. And, I, Kev, I'm just happy to be here, baby. Shout out to Learfield and their support and their, of our vision, their vision along with us. You know, here we go. We've known each other for um, a decade plus at this point and, and, and getting this off the ground, something that Eric's always talked about. And then uh, tell us a little bit about why you have a Baltimore Ravens hoodie on. Hey. Well, let's just let's, – you know what? Because it's going to be one of my comp- points of conversation today. Oh, did I jump you? Did I? That's that's no, on me. No, okay. no, no, no. This listen. I, that's why I wore it. <laughs> right, 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 right. Part of the conversation. That's that's why I put it on in the initial. Because having been an athlete and been a coach, this team, I'm a fan. <laughs> I'm a fanatic. I'm just like any other. Any you know, everybody else in the stadium when it comes to the Ravens. And Baltimore losing his team. Mm. I was a junior in high school at the Pocono Invitational Mountain Camp in whatever Pennsylvania mountains. And the coaches were giving us the giving me the blues. Hey, Baltimore they called me Baltimore. A guy, old coach named Jack Givens, Harry Litwack, and Bill Foster. Yeah, there's some names you need to look up uh, from coaching, right? Daryl Dawkins was the guest speaker that week. How about that? That's Top crazy. Thunder. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. So my going into the 11th grade, the summer, I think it was 84, Baltimore uh, relocated to Indianapolis. The Colts relocated to Indianapolis. 
And I went without a football team for years, for years. Was it 14 years? The Charlotte, who were they? The Charlotte, what's the football team in Charlotte? Panthers. Panthers. Jacksonville Jaguars. And Tadia mm-hmm. told her, the Baltimore Colts marching band, why don't you turn Memorial Stadium into a museum? I mean, that's what mm-hmm. they that's what that's what they told the folks. They go watch that 30 for 30, the Baltimore Colts marching band. Woo-hoo-hoo, brought tears to my eyes. So 1996, guy named Art Modell. He's not going to build him a, a stadium. So he picks up and brings his team to Baltimore. And when we drafted two Hall of Famers. In our first draft, how about that? Jonathan Ogden, Ray Lewis, on the phone call with Ray Lewis on draft day, he asked Ozzie Newsom the question, what's our name? What are we going to be called? <laughs> so, you know, literally, it was the Baltimore football team, just like the Washington football team, but now the commanders. When we drafted Ray Lewis, we didn't have a name. And so... Lamar Jackson signed, still and delivered, baby. Unbelievable. Here we yeah. go. Here we Are go. you a, you know, little known fact, you remember that one of the greatest of all time, Michael Jackson used to play for the Ravens. Michael Jackson. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah, the, uh, he was wide receiver, not the singer guys. Um, so, but uh, to not nerd us out here with all Baltimore Ravens uh, knowledge, <laughs> um, we're going to start off this show with three quick hits. Um, yes, sir. Things that have been yes, on sir. your mind for the past week. Yes, um, sir. I will never forget, Eric. What are you thinking? Well, honestly, I'm going to go back. I know March Madness is over with, but the NBA Finals are now, uh, you know, they're one game away or, you know, little ways away. But I'll never forget practice UNBC versus Vermont 2018 America East Championship game and the sacrifices that players make to get to a point in their careers. So I'll give you the short version. Jordan Grant, I asked him in the middle of our season, we, we, we shut down the old arena. We moved into a brand new arena or the old gym and went into a brand new arena. Asked him to make a sacrifice to take care of his body. No more partying, drinking. You know, just when you go out, get yourself a, a, a cup of water with uh a lemon and lime in it and all your your classmates and your because he's a senior in college fifth year senior fourth year senior been around a while as long as he'd been injured hurt his shoulder hurt his groin actually was a baseball player in high school threw 90 miles an hour as a pitcher but he's a 6'3 6'4 combo guard and I asked him to to leave it all alone it was like middle of February and see where it gets you at the end of the season and lo and behold, we're at two days in between each game for our conference tournament. So it's the Wednesday night. We're playing on Saturday or Thursday night. We're playing on Saturday. And I'm down on one knee and doing drills and warming up. And I'm just down on the sideline. And he comes by and says, come here, man. So remember that conversation in February or January? Remember that conversation about making them sacrifices? He's like, yeah, coach, I got you. I said, well, look where we're at. We're in the championship game. Man, that kid read back and shook my head. I mean, Kev, he smacked my hand so hard as a confirmation of thank you. Yes, we're here. Yeah. We're worth it. And you look at I, 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 Lamar Jackson, right? When you look at 
any athlete, you, you, that moment where you know the sacrifices were worth it, right? The champagne, and we hadn't played the championship game yet, but we're here. We're here. I'll never forget being down on one knee and that, and with every athlete, I don't care if you're in the Olympics or you're in the, the, the state, the JV championship, <laughs> you know, right. local high school, you get to a point where, you know, and it, it carries over into life to where the moment to where thank you, you're thanking good Lord up above yourself, those around you, those that poured into you for the sacrifice. Because you don't get there without any sacrifice. I, it, that moment down on one kneecap, never forget that. Never forget that. That kid and I, obviously as, as we go on in the shows and we talk about the different topics, but in college today and the laws are the laws. Marijuana is legal in some states. Colleges are colleges. Kids are still kids on these college campuses. The 60s, you know, yeah. the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, 2023 college kids on a college campus are still the same so and actually now some of the things that they need to sacrifice are legal (laughs) so they need to stay away from so as as one of the personalities say stay off the weed the uh, the great Stephen A. Smith speaking of kids will be kids there's a there's a gentleman who's worth quite a few million in the uh, National Basketball Association who has been tied up in uh, some, some would call silly uh, situations. Uh, gotta go live, gotta go live, gotta let people see what we got. John Morant, uh, star point guard for the Memphis Grizzlies, easily one of the top 10 uh, guards of the lead, if not players in the league overall. Flashing guns online. He was suspended the first time. The second time he gets caught. Uh, one of his friends go live, but he's still got a gun and he's putting it up toward the camera. It wasn't like it was an accident from Ja. Is this a situation of a kid being a kid or should the NBA just let this one go? No, hell no. Not not let it go. Actually, it should be a severe punishment because the first time, um, you know, understood of a mistake, uh, young, 22, 23 years old, Um whatever the case may be, under the influence, out old enough to drink, more money than he knows what to do with, lost, won the game on the road. But brought in, the, met with the commissioner, former players like Jalen Rose, who tried to mentor and pour into him and tried to got suspension, whether it was considered a slap on the wrist or not, Kev. Sat him down, took money away from him, the threat of pulling his endorsement deal. He had a major commercial uh, that actually was pretty nice with Nike when it aired. But to see it a second time, and I, 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 I say this, part of the problem is good or bad parenting. I don't know his dad. I don't know his mom. But his dad is always on, on courtside with sunglasses on and a drink in his hand mm. at the NBA games and getting the attention, Okay the story of him going into the mall. And I'm talking to T. Morant and Mrs. Morant, Josh's mother and father, because they're probably around my age, maybe a little younger, but did a great job with the kid. I tell that story in coaching of a kid who had one scholarship offer, played on the same AAU team with Zion Williamson, but only had one scholarship offer that a guy went to the back, back gym, you know, 
So shout out to the back gym of all the ring where, you know, <laughs> and, 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 you know, the coaches, okay, that go into Chester Frazier, shout out to Illinois, Chester Frazier and I would talk about the back gym guys. Well, John Morant, two years later, he only played two years of college basketball. Two years at Murray State, this number two pick in the draft. Zion, his old AAU teammate, than him. Fast forward to a couple years in the league, and his mom is calling him to go to the mall because, you know, somebody's bothering her. So is his leadership or his parenting causing this in, 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 included it? Yes. Yes. Being a good parent is a part of losing what he's been fortunate enough and worked hard enough to be blessed with. So, no. No, it, 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 do not blow it over. I, I, you know, people, the number of games, but it should sting. It should sting. $200 million is worth the sting of not having it and losing it for having a little fun with guns. You want to go to shooting range? You want to pl- Fine. There's legal ways. NRA, obviously, is a big, you know, Second Amendment. You have a right to bear firearms to protect yourself. But don't play with and play with people's lives, your own, for that matter. Well, who's to blame then, Skeet? Is this, is this a the parents? I can cut you off right there, John Morant and his parents, and he is a parent. He is a father, so that that's not a long conversation. John Morant needs to be held accountable to the umpteenth degree, because as David Stern said to the NBA, God rest his soul, one of the greatest commissioners, if not the best ever in the history of sports. In my personal professional opinion, David Stern told Tim Duncan, Steve Nash, Dirk Nowinski, along with Allen Iverson and, and all the guys that wanted to wear the jewelry and the braids, to put on a business casual outfit when you're on the sidelines, if you're not coming to work and working in your work uniform. Meaning if you're not playing in the game, you're, you're on the sideline, then you'll be collar, shirt, pants, shoes. So, and he gave him an option. The great David Stern said, I understand if you don't like these rules. But what I will say is, if I'm hearing, I'm remembering the quote correctly, he said, you can find work elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Meaning you can go overseas, you can dress how you want, but in the NBA, you're going to have a collar shirt on. And, and it wasn't just Allen Iverson and the jewelry and the braids and the do-rags, okay, and Jermaine O'Neal and those stuff. Steve Nash and Tim Duncan with the skateboarding outfits and the big baggy shirts and jeans. So it was all of that business called the NBA. So John Morant is and his parents are to blame because the NBA is a multi-billion dollar business. But you say it's a, it is the parents to blame for this. Yeah, I, I put a lot of it on his parents. And, and, and obviously, you know, there's there's some battle raps, right? So there's a battle rapper out there that's going viral right now. And they're splicing in. Instead of the guy he was battling, they say T. T as in T. Moran. T. Moran, yeah. That's how you talk to your son. Mm-hmm. How hard you work to get him out of the environment, how best how you put him in the best shoes. T. Moran had a house with a court in the backyard. The story goes. And the barbecue and everybody coming over to Ja's house to play ball. So this kid's in from the hood. He went from the projects and plucking roaches off his table to eat. Now mm-hmm. he may have but the story we've seen in the there's footage. There's film. We see him throwing the tires and and T 
T had a good career, good player, and old professional player overseas. So Ja's a great story. Let's let's not get it twisted. Ja's a great story. But at the same time, I have kids. You have kids. He Ja Ja is a if he wants to be or not, he's in the public eye. I want to use the word role model, but he's in the public eye. So like Shaq said, you had to go onto your phone. You had to go into Instagram or wherever he posted. You yeah. had to push live, wait for a signal, push, go live. Mm-hmm. You had to put a lot of thought process into posting this video with you and the gun. And so if you're stupid enough to do it again, after being suspended and losing money, then guess what? Fooling his money soon shall part. Skeet, your son um, is phenomenal at what he does. He uh, works hard at it, does it professionally, mm-hmm. and makes nearly $150 million, $200 million. Mm-hmm. You, as a father, have never seen that type of money in your entire life. Your family's never seen that type of money in their entire life. He wants to flash a gun and be with his friends. How are you going to stop him? I'm not. I can't stop him, obviously. Um, but I can, I can parent the best that I can. I can sit him down. I think if I'm at every game courtside on the road and at home, I think I'll have enough relationship and communication with him to where when I'm sober and he's sober, or maybe, maybe T need a, a drink <laughs> to have the truth. Mm. I don't know. Maybe, maybe have a little shot, sit down and crack a bottle of, you know, a thousand dollars a shot, whatever you your drink and had that heart to heart with some truth sermon. I don't have the answers because I've seen guys blow their money. I've seen athletes not make it, but Josh made it. He's made it. He's there. It's not like he's trying to get there. Like you said, if I'm his dad, well, let's just say this. If I'm his dad, we want to take that, that, that long, hard trip back through, where I sure I, I probably took him to tell him if he goes wrong, be it the graveyard or the bad neighborhood or the uh, the, uh, the, mo- the 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 assembly line where he could probably work it on the trash truck. Mm-hmm. That's what I would do <laughs> as a father. That's that's where I would take him. See, his real people, his real jobs, his people that's working for a living. Go to General Motors or Ford or, or one of the plants. I think in South Carolina, wherever they live. Okay, go visit a plant and see how they're working on the assembly line and, and, and the motor line. <laughs> you know, I worked for General Motors for a couple summers. So, or go follow the trash truck on the whatever days they come through and hang out, hang out on the trash truck. Don't get inside in the front. Hang out on the back <laughs> with the guys that's hopping off the truck. And as his dad, get to him and understand, hey, listen, this is his. Now, obviously, as a dad, T is poured into him taught him, nurtured him, and if he was my son, whoo, there's a scene, man, there's a scene in Do the Right Thing, shout out to Spike Lee, that people don't, Danny Ayala, the, the, the guy that played Sal that owned the pizzeria, and he was getting on his, on Mookie, Spike Lee's character, and he was getting on his son, Pino, the oldest one, and he, Pino was the oldest, and he didn't hate, he didn't like the business, da, 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 da. but when he's, after he had the tough conversation, with Spike Lee, he looked at Tino, uh, Pino 
And he didn't say a word. He just smiled. And you had the lips, lip read. He was like. So mm -hmm. literally, <laughs> I'm not going to say it, but that's the conversation he needs to have with Ja as his dad. Like this, and his and his wife, <laughs> because if mom's calling saying, "Oh, baby, I need you to run up to the mall," the boys talk, or if it's, if it's, if she's you know if if she needs to go get her hair did, and, why are you doing the head pat? What's that? <laughs> if she doesn't <laughs> understand that mm. old Ja and his little girl, and, you know, and, and and I them little boys can't be talking to me like that. Bye. <laughs> Shout out to Tiana Taylor and her new Jordans. Byron. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Mama need to have a little sit down too. The three of them. Yeah. Mama, daddy, and I don't because Jai has a little sister too. Not to put Jai's family business out there, but guess what, bro? You have a you have your own shoe. John Moran has his own shoe. And I've seen people, Mike Wilborn, talk about he's not buying the shoe for his son because of the things he's saying on television. So understand what you have because you can't take it with you. So if the bullet go, you know, if the gun go off and somebody gets shot and it turns into this tragedy, you killing somebody or killing yourself or whatever that tragic thing, man, then where's the money going? Money gone. There might be a little bylaw that might take care of your child, take care of your family because of your guarantees of your contract. But the money gone. Ask Michael Vick what them dogs did to his his money and how he had to build his resources back up. Well, we've seen a, a few, uh, quite a few young athletes that are at that level, top five, top ten player in the league, not getting any sort of trouble like this uh, on or off the court. One of the prime examples of our lifetime and probably lifetimes many, many times over moving forward would be uh, the greatest of all time. And LeBron James and uh, LeBron James after recently being swept by the Denver Nuggets. Um, I like how you slid that in there too. The greatest of all time. Go ahead. He's uh, contemplating retirement um, after a, a series and a game four where he played everything, but what four minutes or four seconds or something was a stat yeah. dropped a triple double messed around and dropped a triple double and uh, just came up short. Uh, D'Angelo Russell does play for the Lakers. If anyone was wondering um, where he was uh, throughout the series, but Skeet LeBron James, is it time? For him to step away. No. Emphatically, no. 38, gave you 40 in his last game. This isn't Kobe in his last game. LeBron's in great shape. He spends millions on his body in the offseason. He just needs to bring Anthony Davis with him. LeBron's frustrated. He's mad. And he ain't. <laughs> he's not taking it anymore. <laughs> but he is in the conversation of the GOAT. Eight straight finals. Come on. Like, Let's not even go there. Is it time? No. Kareem in his last his last season, his last and he scored what, you know, 30, 40 points, was MVP at 38 years old in NBA Finals. It, listen, LeBron's got a lot in the in the tank. He's got a lot left. He's gonna play LeBron, in my opinion, because that's the type of athlete. He he you can see the transformation in him being a point forward posting guys up on mismatches and backing them down and scoring inside and still have the ability in that game. He gave it all, but you've heard it said or many times, nobody else came to the party. D'Angelo mm -hmm. Russell, Anthony Davis, like, where were you? 
you know, we are, so LeBron did all he had, what, 30 something? I don't know what he had at halftime. He had 21 in the first quarter. 31, 31 in the first quarter. said, let's go. You see the young fellas like, let's go. And LeBron said it with his actions. The ball yeah. going in the basket. The question a lot of times in that conversation with LeBron being the GOAT is him being a clutch player, clutch scorer. Well, he showed that side of it, but he can't do everything. I'll give him that. So, no, it's not time for him to go. Now, how does this story end? He's getting one more in L.A. He's getting one more in L.A. I, I really, truly, in my heart of hearts, if it means bringing in Kyrie, it's now. He put that out there to start the conversation. LeBron is really, 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 really good. And over the course of his career, you can look at it, They put on some of them old commercials. Man, the one commercial where he played all the different characters in the pool and the guy. Mm. With the afro jump, he did the flip off the diving board. Right. <laughs> he, he's like, it's about Sanford and Son. Or, you ain't never see Michael in the pool. How you going <laughs> to win championships being in the pool? I mean, LeBron has been the master marketer. And no one's – he is the GOAT off the court. I give him that. How does it end? LeBron's getting one more, Cap. He's getting one more. He's One he, more year or one more championship? One more championship. He'll get one more ring. He's getting one more ring. I got – I'm – I'm willing to – he will – and obviously playing with his son, that would be a story. This kid's life has been a storybook. So you can't write the movie script. I know he's got a movie coming out. You can't write that movie script. So he's getting another title in L.A.? Yeah, I think so. And so what does that team look like? Who's the guard? I mean, Anthony Davis, I'm assuming, AD still have to be a part of that. Okay. So yeah. who is uh, – Kyrie, Damian Lillard. I mean, there's some options out there that can take the like you think about Damian Lillard's ready now to go. He's ready to go. He's done all he can do in Portland. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's ready to go. You know, R E D red to go. <laughs> <laughs> yep. He's 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 he, he's timed out in Portland. And they have some tradable pieces in Mo Bamba, right? Like Mo Bamba's on the Lakers bench. So he's a piece that you can package up, you know, three team trade or what have you. Get a Kyrie. Kyrie can sign as a free agent. There's a reason why Kyrie was there at the game, Kev. Come on, let's Mm. let's not fool ourselves, bro. There's a whole lot of Kyrie kind of beats at the sound of his own drum, also. It's It's uh, a course shot. Yes, all right. But with LeBron, listen, everybody was dancing. Mm. (laughs) That drum beat between Kyrie Mm. and LeBron. You see my moves, Kev? Everybody was dancing. Cleveland, Cleveland, Kev. I spent four years in Youngstown. Okay. I spent a lot of years going over the Cavs game. I seen LeBron James four years in, he was in high school were my four years coaching at Youngstown State. I caught a lot of ridicule in 2000 and 2001 over this kid that I compared to, Le- to Reggie Williams to my friends in Baltimore who said I was out of my mind. They play football in Ohio. They don't play no damn basketball. Okay, mm. And then the next year too, we know the rest of the story. He's on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Right. So – he brought a championship to Cleveland, down three one. I got him winning another ring. And is he is he to the go? There is no there, 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 no no one has surpassed Kareem in the sense of what he accomplished without three pointers. Like LeBron has three pointers, so yes, he passed Kareem in scoring. So that does that make him the greatest score? You'll hear all different kind of conversations. He lost a lot of NBA finals. So did Magic. So did Kareem. They lost in the finals, right? Jordan didn't. Jordan is the 
the the scaffolding for when you talk about the GOAT conversation. Because you had Wilt Chamberlain and, and, and Jerry West is the logo and the Bill Russell has all the championships. And then Kareem, they changed the game. He couldn't dunk. So the sky hook has never been shot or since Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, he mastered with both hands. Like, there's so many different factors into the GOAT. Tiny Archibald is the last player to lead the league in scoring and assists. So you could throw so many different people into this GOAT conversation, right? And if you, it's how you define greatness, because if you define greatness in winning and winning only, then it's Jordan or, or Bill Russell, right? So Jordan has never lost in the finals. Bill Russell has more rings than he has fingers. But similar to the, you know, uh, MVP conversation, it's not always about wins, right? It's, you know, greatest uh, basketball player of all time. I've never seen an MVP come from a losing team. It's rare. So it's about winning. It's about winning, Kev. It's, it's about the total package. And it's not just the leading score. They give away like George Gervin was probably one of the best scorers. Carmelo Anthony, one of the best scorers, you know, in our lifetime. But they would, I don't remember Melo being in the, in the MVP vote, but maybe two years in the top three MVP. James Harden was MVP, but Carmelo Anthony wasn't. So it's, it's not just about scoring, right? It's about the total package. And LeBron and the definition of being the GOAT. Yes, he's in the conversation. Yes. How, how do you build your top five, right? How do you put together your, and why is it five? Why isn't it 10? I mean, how, so it's so many different ways to look at it. Shaq was the most dominant, right? But Shaq played with Kobe, and obviously we know maybe they didn't get along that well. <laughs> maybe they didn't turn out the So, you know, is he in a conversation? Of course. He's in a conversation. He's done for cities like Cleveland, I mean, with the past and all right, rest in peace, James uh, Jim Brown. But he brought a championship to Cleveland that hadn't seen one since they had they didn't have color TV. All right. He's in the conversation and ends it. Yeah, it's it's uh it's LeBron, man. There's not a uh We know who a, you like. We know who you like. I and you know, I'm not the biggest LeBron fan. I'm just looking at totality. I mean, there's not a single I can't think of a single a single professional athlete period with the amount of pressure on him um, coming out of high school that not only has superseded everything and uh, also stayed out of trouble. Yeah. I mean, you can't, I mean, maybe Tiger Woods, but that's a, a world that I mean. What? No, Tiger's so, yeah. not an off the court cat. Well, that uh, pressure coming at a young age, young oh, age pressure. Yes, um, yes, pressure. Okay, but, uh, yeah, the off the court, he's wild. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, <it's, laughs> yeah, but that, yeah, greatest of all time. There's few in that convo, and I don't know. I mean, maybe Serena, you can Ooh, put in there um, now, as maybe. one. But, yes. Yeah. Let's let's turn the page. Let's 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 turn the dial a little bit. Have you seen the movie? Uh, the, the Will Smith. Uh, no, I didn't. I didn't see it. No. Oh, I didn't see it. please mm. stop what you're doing and literally take two hours and watch and pay attention to his words in nurturing. And it's funny because they show the actual, the real videos of those Venus and Serena growing up. Richard Williams always said that Serena was going to be better than Venus. The movie was really based on Venus going pro. 
Okay. And and the dad, Richard, nurturing those two, but Serena was the afterthought. Mm. But the whole time, and you remember back then, he was saying even when Venus was going, Serena's going to be even better. And now what, what Serena's accomplished? Right. I, I mean, you people don't like Venus's Serena's sister. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but mm-hmm. but uh, Venus was on 60 Minutes, and he had to jump in the interview and all it's a great movie. The whole tennis process, the whole and 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 he's no angel. Let me put it out there. My man Richard Williams is no angel. Yeah, no, not by a long shot. And with the things he did, and and getting to where it, he was, the founder. He no one had ever done it. Two little girls from Compton, California. I mean, he literally was in the hood and the whole all these stories. And I, it's a great movie. So. I, in my professional opinion, knowing what it takes to be, having been hurt as an athlete, and she's had a child, and now she still might be playing and get another time, Martina Navratilova, for the most major uh, tennis titles, man. So, yeah. And it's and guess why I say that, Cam? Because that whole Scottie Pippen thing about Michael Jordan. <laughs> yeah, we get to that, but it is an individual sport. Yeah. And tennis yeah. is just you and your opponent. <laughs> well, you know, speaking of speaking of goats, I mean Scotty is, you know, one of the top I mean, he's in the seventy five, but I mean he's easily top, I would say twenty five, thirty of all time period. Uh Michael Jordan was nothing without him, man. When he got there, Jordan Jordan turned it up and you know, in fact Jordan was a horrible player yeah. before Scotty yeah. Pippen touched yeah. down. That's a quote that? from Scotty Pippen himself, Skeet. Come on, Scotty. Look, he he was he stopped pressing record when you've been drinking, Scotty. Man had 63 against Boston before you even got drafted. Okay. Larry Bird called the man God and spend sneakers or God in basketball shorts or something like that. It, it, listen, man. And and while he was dealing with migraine headaches and things of that nature, you know, Michael Jordan was still, yeah, leading the league in scoring, but he won a national championship in college as a freshman, took the big shot. Go see the movie Air, okay? He he changed the game in in shoe market and in, in in name image and likeness. Michael Jordan created those types of conversations. Michael Jordan was the the, the national player of the year for two years, a sophomore and junior in college basketball. Scotty Pippen was at Central Arkansas, Central Arkansas. So he was a bad player. Come on, Scotty. Scotty was the fifth pick in the draft. I saw I was at the Portsmouth Invitational PITs. I was a freshman at Norfolk State. When Scott Pippen, everybody was called. You read the the roster: Muggsy Bowles, Billy Donovan. There was some there was some characters down there. Dennis Rodman, but this guy Scott Pippen from Arkansas was flying through there, jumping, dunking, and literally, okay, this 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 guy's not bad. But Michael Jordan was just an average player. Come on, come on, Scott, come on, Scotty, stop, just stop, just stop drinking. So he's oh. Scotty, Scotty, go talk to somebody. Go talk. He needs therapist. He needs help. He does. He does. Honestly, you can look. It's a dark room. And he's got the braids. When they're having these conversations, that's where the power of the internet is in the wrong hands. <laughs> Shout out to Larsa Pippen. Shout out to Larsa Pippen. Um, a bad player. An ass player. He's got to be out. He's got to lost his mind. <laughs> Speaking of goats or potential goats, there's a guy out there in Denver, man. Nikolai Jokic. 
Man. He's not playing with y'all, and you've been hating on him. You've been been Listen, Luca Luca all day. Check the <laughs> check the records. Check the files. Post them. <laughs> go Nuggets. Go Nuggets. Mm-hmm. Go Nuggets. Shout out to my man Jimmy Clip, one of the scouts for the Denver Nuggets. Is Nikolai Jokic the best player in the NBA? They'll, they'll win. A, they'll win the world championship this year. Nuggets. You heard it here first, and I'm, I'm not jinxing them. I'm speaking into the atmosphere. Joker is not to be played with. Like he jumps, he can't jump over a metropolitan phone book. <laughs> and he used to drink like what two, three, two liters of Pepsi a day. I mean, but the 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 skill set of this guy and having coached some kids from Serbia, shout out to Marco Guyanacic from Chachi, okay, in Serbia. Um the Joker, he's the real dude. He's one of the most skilled. If, if, we never saw Arvidas Sabonis in his heyday, in his prime, in the 80s and early Fully 90s. healthy, no injuries. Yeah, the international yeah. players were not as prevalent, obviously, as today. So guys like Brad Greenberg, okay, who was with Portland Trailblazers, tried to hire my chef Brad Greenberg. I worked with at Virginia Tech, who drafted Drazen Petrovic, uh, once he was with Portland and then drives and tra- got traded to New Jersey Nets. But the international players, Joker, he was a second round pick. Yeah. So it's not like he was this household name like Luca, Luca Doncic. Nikolai, Joker, he was like, ah, let's take a chance on him. Just like Giannis. Let's take a chance on him. These guys have the skills, especially Joker. Let's stick with Joker and what he's been able to do over the years without Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray's been hurt. So now they're finally getting to the point to where now they're healthy. They're all, they're, the, the Nuggets kept their coach in place. My man, Mike Malone, okay, the Nuggets st- stuck with it. And that there, there's some something to be said about sticking with whoever it is through the tough times. You know, if you're in a tough marriage, you're in a tough job situation, coaches go through. I've been fired as a coach, okay? Budenholzer, Budenholzer. The the, 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 the the saying goes in coaching, if you give the guy you fired what you've given the guy that you hired, you wouldn't have had to fire the guy. So if you give the guy going out what you're giving, if you would have gave the guy going out that you've given the guy coming in, you wouldn't have to fire the guy. Hmm. So the Denver Nuggets stuck with Mike Malone as an organization. Tim Conley, my man, the general manager, is now with the Minnesota Timberwolves, Baltimore guy. Okay. When they put that team together – there's the intangibles. When you sit down and you draft somebody, again, I've learned this from the guys that do it. So fortunate to coach Joe Dumar's son, Jordan Dumar's at University of South Florida. And you look over the record, the history of the Pistons when Joe was with the Pistons in a management position. He said he loved Jim Calhoun's players from Connecticut. He said, I he said, I've never met the man. I've never been to a practice. But like you're talking about, because I asked the question, if they came from Duke or Carolina, Kentucky, Kansas, UCLA, the Blue Bloods, you know, Villanova, UConn, he was, he says, I don't care where they come from because the best players, when it comes up, my time to pick, I'm picking the best player. But also what he said was, the guys that come from UConn, they've produced in the NBA. And you can go down the list. Calhoun's wall of players at UConn. Shout out to Dave Lado and Carl Hobbs. Uh, 
Kevin Freeman, all my guys at UConn. When you sit down with a Nikolai joke from Serbia, I mean, think about it. You watch the old Nike Summit games and this overweight, like he's got the flab under his arms. Mm-hmm. But the skill set and the mindset and the tools and how he uses them in the situations that he uses them in, he brings the ball up the floor. He literally plays point guard. You go, you can find all kinds of video clips of him initiating the offense. Like we haven't seen anything besides in in, in my lifetime, probably the seventies in basketball. Arvita Sabonis, and again, like we said, we didn't we didn't really get to see him in his prime. There's a whole not there's not a whole lot of footage of Sabonis in his prime. A big passing center like Wilt. I mean, Wilt averaged. You know, triple doubles with. See, I'm hearing a lot of dodging. I'm hearing a lot of dodging here. Is Nikolai Jokic the best player in the NBA right now? Arguably so, yes, because he's in the finals. He beat Phoenix. He beat the Lakers. So he beat Kevin Durant. He beat LeBron and his teams. And whoever comes out the East, he's if he beats them, it's not his fault that Miami knocked off Giannis. So. It's not his fault that Boston beat Philly, Joel Embiid, James Harden. It's all these MVPs. It ain't his fault that Denver beat Golden State. I mean, uh, the Lakers beat Golden State and Steph Curry. And and so when it comes down to it, the number one seed, they're the overall number one seed. The Nuggets have the best record. They were a number one seed or number two seed the last two, three years. In the bubble, they lost in the finals. So now it's their turn. It's just like what Mark Jackson did with Golden State. Then Steve Kerr comes in in his first year. He looks like a genius, you know, in taking his team to a finals in the first year, right? Okay, well, he got it. Mark Jackson got him there. Steve Kerr been rolling ever mm-hmm. since 2015, okay? Same thing with Tyrone Liu. Uh, David Platt, who was also a rookie coach in the NBA finals against Steve Kerr, okay? Next year, they fire midway through. LeBron taps Tyrone Liu. Tyrone Liu gets a ring as a coach, coaching team for halfway through the season, okay, in his first year as head coach. But David Platt had a lot to do with that, I'm sure. Right. You know what Tyrone Lou learned from him, the yeses and the noes, the pluses and the minuses of what to do with certain guys in certain situations, getting back to the finals, being down 3-1. So with that said, Nikolai Jokic is, yes, the Joker, MVP two times, didn't win it this year, didn't deserve it this year, and I – Joel Embiid deserved it. One of the best players, if not the best player. And when you win the, NBA, the finals of the, the, the MVP of the NBA finals, you are the best player in the game. So if and when he wins that, he will be crowned for 2023 best player in the game with two MVPs. Steve Nash got two. He don't have it. Nowhere near. I don't think he made a finals, did he? Did Steve Nash, Nash no, finals? no. Yeah, there you go. Did uh, but didn't Andre Godala win like an NBA Finals MVP? Yeah, yeah, he was the best player on the best team. That young guys, mm-hmm. right? They were young guys, but you got to give it to him. So Andre Godala was better than Steph well, Curry. Let me, say this. let me say this. Let me say this. Let me say this. That's a great point, Cap, because you know a lot Thank of you. times Andre Godala's Finals MVP was well-earned and well-deserved. No discount in that. Okay? You remember Toby Bailey? No. No. With UCLA, 
won their last championship. Toby Bailey was the best player for two games in wherever they played the Final Four at and was MVP of the Final Four that year. Toby Bailey, should, he should have been one and done before one and done was cool. <laughs> so yeah. Shout out to the, the Moose Bailey and the Bailey family out in L.A. I had some time. I had the privilege of spending some time with him back in my coaching AAU coaching days. But Toby Bailey was the hottest thing in college basketball. <laughs> so one and a half champion MVP as a freshman. So Andre Iguodala winning the finals MVP. Hey, man, <laughs> you know, Steph got his. He finally got one. So, yeah. There's no no discounting. But when you win that, yeah. So guess what? David Thompson had a hot shoe one time. You ever remember the DTs? Mm-hmm. You remember the DTs? Mm-hmm. The suede, I mean the leather ones or the, the clean. The, yeah. 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 Okay. yeah. Mix the streets with the with the court. Absolutely. Who introduced Michael Jordan into the Hall of Fame? David Thompson. He's young. Go, Google, Google that. Google that, young fellas. So it wasn't Scotty. Young listeners out there. The DTs. (laughs) Let's transition to the football field. This prime time in Colorado. Ah, Uh, Eric Skeeter is a uh, well-decorated Division I head coach, also has that um, HBCU experience, understands both sides on the, uh, uh, the PWIs as well. Since December when uh, Deion Sanders uh, accepted the head coaching opportunity with the Colorado Buffaloes. 70-plus players have entered the transfer portal, and its uh, I wouldn't even say it's rumored. It's a fact that some made the decision on their own, and some were simply kind of released, um, sort of like NFL free agency or a, a training camp situation. Um, Skeeter, this is something brand new. The transfer portal really shook up shook up things a, a couple of years back with its oh, debut. And now we're watching Deion Sanders take things into his own hands and kind of build his own team, similar to like he did to what he did at Jackson state. What are your thoughts on his uh, approach, his attack and where things go from here? He came in and said that he's coming and, you know, he's got, he's bringing his luggage and his Louie. Uh, it's new management. Colorado football is under new management, under new leadership. So he gave everybody an opportunity from that first meeting. Uh, Dion is a, is a master of marketing. Dion uh, being – no one can do what Dion has done. That's why he's Dion. That's why he's primetime. He created that. Um, so coming into Colorado, he told the guys, the players, I, when you come in as a first-time head coach in a new program and there's players already there and there's one or two reasons. You come in because the coach before you was really good before you was really good, won enough, and he moved on or retired. But he moved on to a better job or he retired, went out on top. Or two, the second reason, he wasn't good enough, team wasn't good enough, you were losing, and they made a change, and now they're bringing this new head coach in. So Dion's in that position, number two. Didn't win enough. So sitting down with those guys gave them all opportunity, all the way up to the spring game. I'm sure coaches hired, fired, gave them an opportunity. Dion has has – had to prove himself in every stage of life. Think about Dion in a two-sport, playing football and baseball in the World Series in the same day and in the same week. So what he's done as an athlete, okay, is I can you can arguably say it's second to none, right? So now coming in as a coach, high school coach, built his own program, had the resources, mm-hmm. right? So he would never lacked in resources, to his credit, to his credit, because – 
if we go back a little bit to when he took the Jackson State job, brought in Walmart, got him a, a new track and a new practice fit where the facilities at a Division One program, we'll talk about that. That whole HBCU conversation is a whole topic. might be a whole hour or a whole show to itself. But what he was able to do with his resource and his ability to bring in resources, I mean, he brought game day to an HBCU. So he did all he could do there. And then the powers that be at the HBCU benefited, whether they agreed, whether they saw eye to eye, the money, what have you, when you're on on a on a pure level, Dion two championship games. I think he lost both championship games in the celebration bowl, but got right. to back to back championship games. <laughs> I don't know what look at Georgia, look at Alabama, how hard it is to get there and stay there. Okay, shout out to my Seminoles in Florida State. Okay, because you look at Miami, you look at uh uh Clemson, shout out to Doc Clemens and Tyler Clemens and Jim uh, Dabo Sweeney, like it's hard getting there and staying there. Dion with the back-to-back celebration bowl. Now he's in Colorado. 70 guys in the portal. Well, football's got a roster of about, what, 100? Right? So that turnover, maybe, okay, it's two-thirds of his roster. Well, when I inherited the team at, as a head coach, I had, you know, out of 13 scholarships, I only had four guys healthy when I took the job with a month before school started. Mm-hmm. So – you have to, and you have to try to build a program to your liking. Deion's played at the highest level. Okay. He was a star player. He was one of the best players, if not the best player on the field, playing at the highest level and achieving repeatedly the success of winning championships. And then add a little showmanship to it when it's with his little trot in the end zone. Right. So like the kids today still do. He changed the game with wearing do-rags. Right, Dion used to wear the the, the, boat, the bandana on his helmet. Then he stopped it. So then he come out with endorsements. I mean, Dion is 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 beyond. He he's a innovator. He has an innovative mind. So when he comes into Colorado, he's saying to these guys here, "This is where we're going to do it." And if they don't meet up to his 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 liking and his staff, Dion cannot run practice by himself. Shout out to every coach on that staff at Colorado from the strength coach and the trainers and the grad assistants and each coordinator and each position coach on both sides and special teams. It takes an entire village to coach a football team. As, as a basketball coach, I've ran practice by myself. 10, 11 guys, I got practice. Can't happen in football. You can't coach both sides. You can't watch the offensive line, the wide receivers, the quarterback, and the running backs on offense. And then at the same time, the defensive line, the linebackers, the DBs, and the coverages in the zone and the man by yourself. So shout out to every single solitary coach on Deion's staff because they are getting it done in the sense of his coach. Deion didn't make that decision to get rid of 70 kids or have 70 kids get into the portal. And I'm willing to bet a dollar to a donut that most of those kids went in the portal on their own because they saw the writing on the wall. They had the conversation of what coach was requiring them and what they were willing to do or not. You go back to in football, the most underrated position in football to me is the offensive lineman. Mm -hmm. They have to do their job on every snap. 
Or it's if, a disaster. Or it's a disaster. Yep. One snap? Mm-hmm. Joe Theismann, you can break his leg? If you don't do your job, well, the defensive linemen, the wide receivers, the DBs, the running back, even the quarterback could take a snap while he just – he might be snapping it to somebody else, you know. In the in the in, in those you know those two quarterbacks, Joe Flacco and uh, Lamar Jackson, they got and they snap it to Mark Andrews. I asked my son one time; they snapped the ball to Mark Andrews, and he threw it to somebody. I asked my son, I said, "What the devil is the Ravens doing?" He said, "No, Mark Andrews played quarterback in high school." So, <laughs> right. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. So the offensive linemen, if they don't hold the line, if they don't do their job on every snap, and Dion is looking for. To play in the Pac-12 and to probably try to play in the BCS national or whatever it's called now, the FBC, the playoff and the football, college football playoffs, and mm-hmm. it's going to go. And I, you heard it here first. It's not only going to eight; it might go beyond eighteen. I'm not going to say a number. It's got to go to eight, obviously, because you know, the Cincinnati's out and, and Notre Dame's out, and you can't have four. It's football is going to become like the NCAA tournament know a little bit about the NCAA tournament. Football is, is, is generating too much revenue to where you can take it to different cities, you can play, you have more games, and it levels the playing field of when you find a, finally get a champion, it's a true champion. Somebody might get knocked off, you know, Western Michigan might beat somebody, you know, all those Appalachian states and, you know, whoever. UMBC's a football, okay? That's going to happen. That's going to do what? It's going to add more excitement to the game. Deion wants to be in that conversation. He's going to be in that conversation if you just follow his career. If you just follow the path of Deion Sanders' career as a player and a coach, a professional, and a prof- even, even in television, he had his own segment on NFL Network, the corner of 11th and Prime or something like that. Like <laughs> He's right. always been a part of success. He's always been a definition of success. So 70 kids, okay, football's got a lot. Of, football pays all the bills. You got football at your school, the most fans, you're winning, tailgating, it pays it, it pays the bills in the athletic department. I don't care what level. HBCU to the Georgia SEC, the highest level to the lowest level, the one big conferences and everybody in between. I, I spent four years in Youngstown and Jim Trussell, shout out to Jim Trussell, Built a great program. Built a stadium. But this is a little different now. This ain't this ain't Trussell Day. So this is literally, essentially, Deion Sanders stepping up to the plate and going right at the transfer portal and using it to his advantage. It's a different game. I, I, thank you. A transfer portal. So the kids now have the ability to make a decision on their own without referencing the, the grown-ups. The coaches, the adults, their parents, they literally, through Ferber, through the NCAA, now can say, hey, I'm leaving. Not can I leave, not I want to leave. You know, will they accept my credits? <laughs> See, right. That's what they, these kids don't understand. In your major, you go to this school. Do they have your major? Will they accept your credits? People don't talk about that, Kev. <laughs> that's that part of the conversation where you about these graduation rates and all those things. When these kids jump in the portal now, they get stuck because they jump in there because of, of peer pressure. They jump in there because of trends and your friends are doing it and you think you're better than them with no adult supervision. 
and they're left to make their own decisions. Think back to when any adult or any young person, any old person was a young person at the ages of 17 to 23, 24 in college or at that age and trying to make a life determining decision. They don't have the experience. You can't Google experience. My man, Kevin Sutton, you can't Google it. You have to live it. So when they're jumping in this portal, okay, 70 kids at Colorado and other places, did they consult with the coaches? Did they consult with mom and dad? Did they consult with their academic advisor and say, where am I at in regards to graduation or eligibility? Did they go to the compliance? You get the phone calls now. Dion might have got a phone call on a good number. I want to say at least a third of that 70 that came from compliance and just said, hey, John Smith, he's gone. Kevin Wilson transfer. Just just so you know, coach. Yeah. Dion can say, man, I want to keep him. I liked him. What? Man, I liked him. Kevin Wilson was good. We can work with that kid. Uh, he's gone, Coach Jennifer. Did he yeah. talk to you, Coach? He and the staff. Did, did he call you? Did you talk to him? He didn't tell you? Hmm. you know, that's So the portal gives these kids the, the ability to make their own decisions with no repercussions. No, You had to get a waiver. You had to get the release in college athletics. When you had, we were under full scholarship. You had to get a release from the coach. You had to have a certain GPA. And if the coach denied your release, then you were you were given a hearing amongst your peers, which is everybody in the, on the campus, uh, faculty and staff, not from the, your, your sports coaching staff, and maybe another student athlete, to hear your case in regards to whether you will be released to get out of your scholarship. That's gone. That's poof, disappeared. Another thing, that's another hot topic with NCAA, with these rules that all of a sudden poof, disappear. Yeah. So now, right? So now... There's no release. So when you jump in the portal, okay, and here's I'm, I'm, I'm giving a shout out to all the writers out there that do these transfer portal, the followings and the stories on them. Talk about the kids and where they are and how they're stuck and are they surviving? Are they are they getting back on their feet? Girls, guys in all sports, in all, because it's not just football and basketball. It's every sport. It's just football and basketball. You know, it's revenue generated. They call it, you know, revenue sports. So you are a uh, you're a fan of what Deion Sanders is is doing right now. He's still undefeated at Colorado, <laughs> so he hasn't lost the game. He won the spring game, so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's still undefeated. As a, you go into the season, coaching one on one, Cam, we undefeated, baby. We haven't lost yet. We he hot as he is hot as fish grease at a fish fry in Louisiana. Ski, did you watch uh, Snowfall? Oh yeah, I got. I'm, I'm, listen, bro, I can go back to season one. You kidding me, frankly? So, so you did you watch Snowfall? Uh, you watch Power? First of all, let's go back to Snowfall. Teach your man's how to squabble. Come on, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it got pretty violent that day. Teach your man's how to squabble. <laughs> but did you watch Power as well? Of course, yeah. Mary J. Blige. Mary, is Mary J. Blige in Power? Rank rank them one. That's my wife. Did I watch? Did I watch Mary J. Blige? Uh, don't get in trouble out here in these no, streets. So she, rank, know. Uh, she know. She know. <laughs> rank them one through three: The Wire, Snowfall, Power. Wire's number one because of its it, it 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 gave it set the foundation for all these stories that come out there. The Wire, and I and I, I lived the Wire. May he rest in peace. I lost my Baltimore brother guy. in Baltimore, hmm. but. 
Um, and obviously that's my hometown. And literally watching the show, um, they put some real life Baltimore kept people in the show. So little Melvin Williams was in the show as pastor Frank Reed of Bethel church. So even Melvin, the stories of the codes when he jumped over the five and the beepers, that was Melvin. Uh, you nerding us out again. Uh, and his street, that was his, that was their code. That's how they one, th- one through three skater. It's, it's, Bro, you talked about you, you. You said the wire. You, I, the, I know you Baltimore yeah. born and bred. So, but the, right. wire, snowfall, born bread <laughs> the wire, snowball, and butter. The wire, wire is number one for you. Powers two, powers mm. two. Even though, listen, I, I, I love, and I'm an East Coast guy, so yeah. it's not. I'm not Biggie, Tupac, none of that. Um, but it's more modern. So you go back, see. Here's the thing. The Wire was a, a combination of time frames, 80s, 90s, 2000, beepers and internet and all that stuff, wiretaps. The power was all 80s. Franklin's run, whoever did, John Singleton created the character about, they talked about Lim Bias dying. Mm-hmm. And then, so that was the 80s. So that was a different time. The gangs in LA. Power is now. Power Ghost, it's now. It's, it's branched off to all these different characters, but it's now. So, and I'm, you know, the, the different characters in Power are created, are totally created. I don't know if, if and I tell my wife every time we watch it literally together every episode, so that girl writes a good story. So, um, mm. I can't remember her name right now, um, but she writes a good story in the twists and the turns, you know, how. Uh, the kid killed his dad, Ghost. Tariq killed Ghost, and then now Tommy comes back. And, and, and I mean, so the wire, Ghost, Snowfall, and honestly, some of the characters. Let me tell you right now, Unk in 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 Snowfall. Yeah, Jerome. Oh, Jerome. Yeah. Like that's a West Coast curve. That's the Jerry curl <laughs> lifting weights out there in the front. Come on, bro. And, you know, like and raising his nephew and, and, and uh, listen that character. That that's a, and, and then to find out he's you know he does my man is wearing a wig. I follow him on Instagram. <laughs> he literally he said that apart. Teach your man's how to squabble. Fit <laughs> out there. Being out there in Baltimore, Cam, and, and I'm telling you, those characters in these neighborhoods, and it, it's those shows, literally. And I, I tell you another one I'm watching. I'm telling you another one I'm really fond of. I, a, a show I'm really fond. Of. I caught it late. You ever, you ever, you ever watch Ted Lasso? No, I've heard great things. Oh, but I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hooked. Yeah. I'm in about season three mm-hmm. right now, to where they got this guy Zava. And this is a big time player named Zava. You spoiling? Yeah. No, it, ain't. it was because it was the pandemic is when 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 Ted Lasso came out. So I'm late. But Jason, I can't. If the, Today, if the, yeah, <laughs> the coach Ted Lasso. That's so funny, dude. Bro. He spent he, he, he listen. He got all these hip hop references. He picks these things out the air. <laughs> Man, it's a lot. Great show, Ted Lasso. So, Right now, I'm watching Ted Lasso. Me and my wife are watching Game of Thrones. We started back in season one. We're in like season five right now. Okay. Just because we never saw it all. You know, so many different shows going on. 
when Game of Thrones was out, this was 14, 15, 16, you know, 2014, 15, 16, around that time. And there were so many different shows out there that I never started from season one. So we went back to season one and we're just trying to, as we can, you know. Game of Thrones was really tough to get through those first three seasons, but it, it picks up significantly at a, at a point. It's good. It's good the whole time to me. Yeah, you got. I mean, the, the names, the Lannisters, and you know, like you're a Lannister, <laughs> you know, like the Starks, you know, the White. I will say back to the um, original question was, uh, you know, power, snowfall, and and the wire. Wire. I will say. I will say. I would put the first three and a possible like spades. Those first three and a possible of power can stand up against any show in history. Yeah, Ghost was. Yeah, Ghost was. He was for real. And then the they, yeah. they ended rough though. They that the, those last couple of seasons weren't uh, a Tariq. I, you know, whatever. But she was building up the character. His relation, and then she did. 50 I get it. Cents, you know the the the, the whole fifty cent piece, um, that whole show where he was, you know, in the Queen's projects, and mm-hmm. how he became who. And then uh, she's it's what she's saying with the end of each season is there's still more to come. Yeah, and it it I just it just cheated us though. So like the end I mean, of Sopranos. Think about the end of the Sopranos, right? Didn't watch everybody it. just walking into the deli or the or the restaurants like. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? You left right, it like, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, 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 but I, I will say simply, if we just going off that, I mean, the first three seasons, I it, it would just be number one power. But because of the last seasons uh, being so rough, I have to drop it. I would go number one, Snowfall. Mm. Number two would be The Wire. I can't let them get away from season two. I'm sorry. I, 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 I'm not from Baltimore, so I won't. Right, so you don't understand the Russians and the heart, and the, but trust me, it's real. It's right. That's the thing, Kev. It's real. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't yeah. nerd me out, man. You're judging me. Um, no, no. And then, no. Uh, you ask. You ask. You want, to, you want to be educated, young fella. You ask a question. Let me teach you. Let the teacher teach you. It was too much. Season two was was a lot, and it was, it was, it was tough to get through, but um, – Number three would have to be power, but man, if if power ended at like season four, I'd put it up against any show, any show it's, out there. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard to let's just like the goat conversation, right? Yeah. You have the goat conversation. You talk about you know the different eras and different time frames and different rules, right? So the the rule changes when they talk about limb bias and like mm-hmm. limb bias changed the black caucus to support the Republicans in the three strike rule in, in the drugs and making crack the, the, uh, uh, the rock cocaine more time than the powder form of cocaine. It, it, it just, so the different time frames, right. Of when these shows, you know, it's, and then honestly, it's, it's like a oh. butthole, man. Everybody, everybody got one, everybody got an opinion. It's, it's, it's to the, it's to your taste. Yeah. You know? I'm gonna tell you right now. They have a so one of my former players, Big Jordan, is, is Omos in the WWE, the big wrestler. Oh yeah, yeah, big Omos. 
I send that man all kinds of Ric Flair and Dusty Rhodes videos, bro. That time, Gordon Sully, Saturday afternoon, TBS, mm. Rick the Four Horseman, Ric Flair. There's not a character out there to me that can, that's why Ric Flair is still relevant today. That's why he has his own website. When you're the original, when you're the first, all these things, that, all these guys that come after you, that's fine. Like Chuck Taylor stood the test of time. Well, Air Jordans, the Jordans are this generation's Chuck Taylor, but Chuck Taylors are still out. You're still wearing Chuck Taylor. You feel yeah, me? You can't, you can't really wear Chucks no more, though. Huh? What? Go out, go out west. Go out L.A. Yeah. Oh, whoa, whoa, easy, easy with the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know um, what I'm doing. You can't walk long. Listen, I'm not throwing up no signs. Bro. <laughs> I'm dancing. I'm dancing. You can't walk longer than 15 minutes in no chucks <laughs> without uh, second guessing your second guessing your decision. Look, going to college campus, the sketches and the chucks are <laughs> hot on every college every college campus. It was in Ted Lasso. My man in Ted Lasso had on chucks. You and this Ted Lasso, man. You haven't uh, seen it, have you? No, I'm haven't telling seen it. You, man. I'm I'm telling seen. you. There is another show on Apple TV called Echo that is uh, phenomenal too that I've been watching. But uh, we'll okay. get into that. Yeah, it's a. I'm more of a, if I'm more of a 24 Jack Bauer. If it's a gun in it, I'm, uh, I'm John Morant. I'm all in. Um, so, but uh, yeah, so that's kind of you know what I slept on 24. I'm gonna tell you what I watched on NBC. Oh man, what was that show on NBC where the girl had these split personalities and ended up dating? I gotta look it up now. Because I watched like three, four seasons. Uh, I'm, I'm at the next show, we're going to have that conversation about one of the Oh, Chicago PD. No? It, no, because I, I only because I've seen it as like a. Uh, I never got into uh, the yeah. CSIs, uh, none of that. Chicago yeah. PD, real, bro. I'm one of my. my That's man. a newer show, though, right? That's a. No, it's pretty old. It's been around for a while. It's been around oh, okay. for a while. Yeah. And then they tied in with, with uh, Chicago. You know, Chicago Fire or Chicago FD or whatever, but Chicago PD. No, I so. just I just need a rebel with a cause, and I'm I'm in. I can't, exactly. you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But uh, let's Clean get up out of here, Skeet. It's time to okay. uh, close Drop things out with your good. final thoughts, man. And it's uh, it's time to get folks to understand something. What you got, Skeet? Understand something in 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 life, right? And this is for our first episode that you know you always have a plan. And you hold, you know, you have a plan B, but understand that you can try everything you want. If God's not in it, you gotta, you have to put God, try God. When all else fails, make sure you take all of your thoughts, your desires, your hopes, your dreams, okay, and have a spiritual, have a, 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 a spiritual impact, a, a spiritual component. Is the word I'm trying to find a spiritual component because I'm not telling you who to what to pray to or believe in, but spirituality gets what I've learned in life in my 50 plus years on this planet and all the different highs and lows. And I've been fortunate to be a part of some really spectacular things in sports and life, being a husband, a father. Um, but understand that you have to have a spiritual foundation and it'll take you because there's always things that doctors cannot answer and scientists cannot define and you know there's 0.2 seconds left on the clock and you still find a way to score the ball like those things happen because of your human impact because of your work because of your 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 discipline in day to day but there's also a higher being and a better call there's a higher calling 
for every person on this planet. And when you close your eyes, because we all spent a short time here, trust me, you'll thank yourself for having that spiritual component. Understand that. Understand that. Episode one of The Top Assistant is in the books. The audio can be found via Learfield on Art19, video version on YouTube at The Top Assistant. You can also find us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok um, at The Top Assistant. Skeet, thank you for the time. We got to do it again soon. Oh, listen, can't wait. As my man Bar Scott would say, former Raven, shout out. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. See you in the Super Bowl. <laughs> we'll see y'all next time on the top of the system. <laughs>